0: Hey guys, happy Wednesday. I'm Lynn Nitcher, your host for Drive Through Moms. Each episode, we're going to be talking to ordinary moms that are serving others in extraordinary ways. I can't wait for you to hear how God is using these amazing women to impact the lives of those around them. Here we go. Hey, Christian, how are you? Good, how are you? I'm good, guys. I am so excited to get to introduce you today on the Drive Through Moms podcast to uh, Christian Sargent. She is the founder and CEO of Vicky's Pancake Mix and Waffle Mix for Vicky Cakes. Um, how are you doing today, Christian?
1: I am doing great, Lynn. How are you?
0: I'm good. I'm good. I can't oh, wait for everybody so to. Yeah, I can't wait for everybody to kind of hear your story and me get to know you a little bit better. Um just over the course of, I guess, I don't know what, a year or so yeah. maybe since I met you. Um, but before we get started, why don't you go ahead and tell us a little bit about uh, you and your family and kind of your life before Vicki Cakes.
1: All right. So my name is Christian Sargent. I am a mother. I'm a wife. I'm a mother. Um, it's funny that my name is Christian because I am a Christian. So I love I'm also a believer. So uh, life before business for me was regular, you know, work. And I actually was a radio personality. So I worked in radio for about four years as a um, radio show host, co hosted a show with my husband and another couple for American Family Association, actually for AFA. Awesome. And um, we did. Mississippi. We loved it. We enjoyed it. We hadn't really started a family at the time. So we were like really into work. We were really into, you know, socializing and all of that. My husband's been an entrepreneur since 2010. So I kind of had that exposure to it, but I didn't really know what my life would become, you know, as it relates to being a business owner. So we were radio, we moved to Texas in 2016, decided, you know, uh, to finally follow that calling and just, there's so much more, you know, in Dallas. And so we were excited about the new opportunities to just grow and thrive in a new environment. And oh my goodness, I'm so grateful we did that. So now we are here and um, I'm a stay-at-home mom full-time and uh, wife and mother. And I love it. Uh, uh, Our two-year-old daughter, our our five-year-old son who started kindergarten this fall. um, It's just a full circle, you know, blessing and something I'm grateful to be able to, to do and Uh, experience life with them and with everybody else now that I get to meet. Well, welcome to Texas. So then you've been here for several years.
0: Um, Would you have ever imagined you would have had your kindergartner starting? I mean, is he in in class or is he doing virtual learning? What's that like for him this year? So we
1: decided to homeschool him um, and and go that route because it was going to be virtual learning anyway. Right. right. At at that point, it just became a matter of, well, how are we going to make this work with our lifestyle and everything that we have going on work wise? You know, if we decide to travel, you know, we have elderly. Anything happens and we have to pull out, you know, quick. um, Will it fit what we have going on? So homeschooling is definitely that we're okay with. I mean, he's not in high school, so I don't have to do any hard work. It's just ABCs And, you know, thank God, some simple math. Yeah, some Uh-oh. simple math.
0: Yeah. I started getting into middle school and high school. And I think by the time my, even my kids hit fourth or fifth grade, I was like, yeah, I'm out. <laughs> Reggie's going to have to help them, help them with all of that. So, so then did you guys move to Dallas for the radio show or was that for something different, a different job, or really what brought you to Dallas from
1: Mississippi? So we came to Dallas. We've been wanting to move here for years and nothing. We tried two times before it finally happened, but we just loved the city. We loved um, how big it was. It was growing. Um, My sister and my father lived here, have lived here since 2001. So we always knew, you know, we liked the city when we would come visit, but nothing, you know, things never worked out for us. The jobs would fall through um, finding apartments or houses. We never liked what we saw when we would come. So it was always something the first two times. And so finally, you know, me and my husband both asked ourselves, we, you know, if not us, then who? And if not now, then when? So right, we right. knew we needed to do something. And it wasn't that we didn't love our jobs. We did. It was crazy because everybody was like, what are y- why are you guys leaving? Like, you guys <laughs> have the perfect job, the perfect house. You just had a baby. And we were like, no, we have to. Like, there's so much more. That we our children and we knew that we had to, you know, make a move even in our comfort right. so that we could, you know, see, you know, the greater and the better and, and truly um, experience all that God had for us. So we left radio and we came down here like with our savings and a whole lot of faith. And it it worked out, you know, thank God
0: for that. Yeah, sometimes it just takes that step, even when it looks like maybe earlier on, sounds like doors weren't quite open yet and Mm -hmm. it wasn't maybe the right time. And then you guys took that leap of faith coming down. And definitely, you know, the area that we live in is so booming and so many different new neighborhoods, North Dallas. And um, I think I met your sweet sister one day and maybe one of her kids. I don't know when I came by your house for something. I'm not sure if that was... It was your daughter. Okay. Yeah, (laughs) I wasn't sure who was there. I know. I think at the time you guys had just opened the commercial kitchen or something, but, um, but anyway, so sounds like, I mean, your, your faith and kind of maybe even your mindset sounds very determined. And so like, how do you think your faith and your mindset of, uh, on a daily basis, you know, do you have any like particular, practices or how you kind of, I don't know, intentionality is kind of a big word these days and like setting intentions on, on yes. whether that's just another word for goals or, um, yeah. you know, mindset. But what do you think, what does that look like for you on a daily basis, whether it's, you know, running your business while having your family and, and having two little kids and now with homeschooling, you know, how do you kind of structure that on a daily basis?
1: Yeah, so definitely intention is a huge word for for us, and balance for sure. Um, I, I did. I I never was a really intentional person. I kind of would just go with the flow, but I've always been structured. So I've always known what I wanted, and I'm a planner. And I'm a, I'm the kind of planner that's just like this has to work, or um, yeah, we're gonna figure something out really quick. I'm not really one that just doesn't like let things happen the right way. I'm always seeking out another solution. So now right. in life, I'm really conscious of how my day, how I want my day to turn out and the things that I need to get done in order to feel like my day has been productive because I've spent days before before I had a business and I was a stay-at-home mom only, I literally would go through the whole day with our children, I'd be like I got nothing done. Like exactly. It was so frustrating and crazy to me because I'm like, okay, Christian, you're the adult in this situation and you're literally letting your children run the whole day. Sure, Um, sure. And so now I realized that while that that wasn't a bad thing, um, I now know I can't allow that to happen in the bigger things that I actually have to be held accountable for. Right. So my self-accountability is absolutely number one. Um, I make sure that in the morning when I do get up, I, you know, I pray, I meditate and my meditation really is just for me to, you know, clear my mind and focus on the the way that I want to feel throughout the day. So I want to feel good and I want to be grateful. Gratitude is a a huge part of my life. Um, All throughout the day, I'm saying thank you under my breath. I'm saying thank you in my head, you know, while I'm uh, packing orders, I'm saying, thank you. Thank you for these customers. Thank you for this order. You know, um, right. sometimes I read customers' names off of, you know, the, the packing slip, you know, thank you, Jasmine, or thank you, whoever, because everything about my life is something that I've prayed and asked God for in one way right. or another. So I see that that centers me, the gratitude centers me being intentional about how I want to engage with other people during my day. If I have phone calls that I need to be on, if I have emails to respond to, I need to be intentional about making sure they feel my heart, like that they know that they matter. They're important because I want the people I have to talk to to care about me too. So I just, I I try to set up um, the mindset and the functionality of my life and my day to where I'm always able to look back and say, okay, I can fix this. This can be better, but I'm not upset at how that played out. Like I think that that was right. a good start. That was a good foundation. Let's build on that.
0: Um, right. Yeah. And I think going going into any any day, whether you're running a business or your family or your job or just having, I mean, I'm like. It sounds like we're very similar in terms of being a planner. And mm-hmm. sometimes I'm not the best at when things don't go my way. My husband probably would agree with that. That you know, I kind of have to tweak my maybe my attitude a little bit. Yes. Um, but I look at if I if I plan it out and I at least go, I'm gonna maximize the time I have, um, use what God's given me, um, be a good steward of what's entrusted to me, whether it's funds or time or energy or mm-hmm. people that are in my life or back in you know when I was teaching um, you know the people that were in my care, you know, take it seriously, but have a plan to where I make the most of it. And if I don't, there's always tomorrow. But I I love the gratitude part of that. In fact, my husband and I are in the middle of of planning a trip. We're supposed to have already been gone. I think I told you this. Um, We're supposed to be on the beach right now. And these two blooming hurricanes (laughs) that are coming through are kind of messing with that. And I was was running an errand earlier and I just kept, you know, the Lord was really kind of on my heart just saying, you know, be thankful Mm -hmm. that. And I was like, okay, I'm being thankful for the National Weather Service. And I'm being thankful (laughs) that you know, that I'm like being warned ahead of time and that we didn't go down there and get stuck in the middle of something. And so, um, yeah. but I love that. I love being able to kind of, I'm not a big morning person. And Mm -hmm. so that even for me, the last few years has been something to really God's grown me into and that, you know, um, that early morning time and being quiet and kind of resetting Yes. um my mind and focusing on what you know what is important about today what can go what what can you know wait mm-hmm. um but even doing that some at the end of the day I've done the last couple of years really tried to you know shut my phone off shut off the TV as best as I can you know about 9 and kind of spend that last hour to being up um reading and kind of quieting my mind before I get ready to go to bed instead of leaving a running list in my head of all that I have to do tomorrow. Yes, you know? yes, Um So as much as that, you know, happens for me a lot on the beginning of the day, I've tried to even do that on the end of the day so that I um, kind of go to bed with a rest and, and mind and heart kind of focused on, mm-hmm. um, you know, what went well about today or what didn't or what needs to happen tomorrow, but just kind of quiet it to where I don't go to sleep in a worried state, you know, yes. of, of what's coming. So, let's go and talk about how in the world Vicky Cakes came into being. So I met you at um, an event that Mm -hmm. you catered, I guess you and your husband were there catering um, an event for Dallas Girl Gang that Amanda had, my daughter. (laughs) And I remember her telling me, oh my gosh, mom, you're going to love this. And I mean, I love pancakes, but I don't think that my husband and I have ever, we haven't bought anything else since. I'll just wow. put that
1: way. Um
0: <laughs> And I really, I think I need to work on some waffle skills because you may need to do a tutorial. I'm not the best at, at doing gotcha. waffle, but um, we did do, we had a waffle bar at a at a bridal shower here a couple of weeks ago. But um, anyway we have just fallen in love with the product. And the more I've kind of watched you over the last few months and your story have just kind of fallen in love with the whole business. So how did all of that start? Where did that come
1: from? Awesome. Well, thank you so much. First of all, I'm just so glad that we did meet and that uh, we were, you know, the brunch providers at that beautiful event that your daughter put on. Oh my goodness. I love Dallas Girl Gang and I look forward to when everything can reconvene and, you know there can be more events you oh, know, like know. And, oh my goodness on that level so um Vicky takes is a 40-year pancake recipe of my mother Vicky um and we grew up on it so my mom was a single mother of four and she did not have you know the means to take us to ihop Dennys or anywhere for breakfast on the weekends or, you know, during the week or anything like that. And it was okay. Like, we actually didn't miss it. And so sure. it's funny when I tell the story because I put that in there that so that people understand how the recipe came to be. Because she had to create it out of necessity for her four kids. But it wasn't a bad thing because we never felt like, oh, mom, we really want to go here. We loved knowing she was making pancakes. <laughs> like yeah, they yeah. Were just, they were so good that it became our thing and our tradition. Right. So she put the basic ingredients together, perfected the measurements over the years. And, um, literally it went from being something that just, we enjoyed to our friends loved them. When they would come over and spend the night, you know, my brother would have friends come play the Sega and the Nintendo and they always wanted, everybody would call them Mom, auntie Vicky. Um, is auntie Vicky making pancakes in the morning? Like that's what everybody <laughs> cared about. <laughs> they didn't care about us. They cared about the pancakes. <laughs> so, um, That was just something that we always remember sitting around the table. She would make the mix, the batter, and she would cook pancakes endlessly until all of us were full. Like she never got upset. She wouldn't just like be like, I'm only making you two. And then I'm going to make my plate. My mother would cook pancakes until nobody else wanted more. Like she would just stand there and flip them. And so it was so much love put into it. And so as I got older um, and got married, I didn't, take, I didn't want to cook her recipe. Like I was still buying other brand of pancake mixes after Courtney and I got married and I moved to Mississippi where he's from. I just, he never knew about the recipe. He never heard about it. I just was buying store-bought pancake mix. Yeah. And so we went back home to Indiana where I'm from Thanksgiving in 2013 and she made the pancakes for breakfast. And Courtney was like, Oh, my goodness. These are the best pancakes I've ever had. What are you guys doing? <laughs> like, you guys should be selling these, and you guys should call them Vicky Cakes. And so, me, me and my mom did. Mom said, Courtney, she was like, I'm flattered that you would think I could sell them. She said, "Uh, I could never sell these because I would probably end up giving them away. Because that's just how she is. Like, she would yeah. never charge anybody for anything. So, we just Sweet. laughed it off kept eating and enjoy Thanksgiving, you know, the holiday weekend together. And so years and years and years passed by of Courtney and I watching Shark Tank season after season and always saying to each other, what can we do, you know, that can make us, you know, money and build generational wealth? Like, what do we have? What talents? What skills? What can we do? And so finally last year, I, something clicked in me one day, one afternoon I was at home and I called him and I said, I'm ready. And he said, for what? And I said, "Um, I'm ready to turn Vicky Cakes into a business. Like, I had not talked to him about it any time before that. Um, And he was like, he said, don't play with my emotions, Christian, because I really (laughs) want you to do this. (laughs)
0: He was probably like, how could you have not told him? He's probably like, why didn't you tell me about the recipe
1: before now? We've been eating
0: box stuff, you know?
1: Yes! Yes, so he was just, like, totally enamored by it. And he knew at that point that it was, like, a a golden, like, a great idea. And it was something that people needed. And so we, um, last year, I I remember that phone conversation with him. Like, in February, he was at work. And then by May, by Mother's Day of uh, last year... We launched the product and um wow. just, you know, from uh it was amazing because like when you think of business, you think of all the things you need. Right. In order to start a business. Well, I don't have this much money and I don't have this much product and who's going to care. We literally spent fourteen dollars to start our business. And so. He is a graphic designer and a web designer. So he did all of our graphics and he built the website so we didn't have to come out of pocket for that. Right. And we only had to pay for my uh the the what the web address and the domain name. So that was our $14 investment.
0: Yeah. <laughs> so thank what's... you, go daddy. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yes, yes. Shout out to GoDaddy. Yeah. <laughs> so um we did pre-orders. So we launched on Mother's Day and you know, we were like I said Courtney, look the best way to do this is to see if anybody even cares is to do pre-orders. And whatever money we make from pre-orders, we use that to buy everything we need to make the products. And so it worked. It literally worked. I think we got about like somewhere between 50 and 100 orders within the first 48 hours. So that was huge for us because you go from never talking about this to anybody to all of your friends friends and you know uh co-workers and and people you know supporting you right. and them giving them paying for a product a whole three weeks before you you deliver it to them so that was proof of concept for us we we were like okay so that proves that people actually care enough to spend money on it they see value in it and so it has just grown and flourished since then, and we're so very, 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 very grateful.
0: I mean, to me, as an outsider, it looks like you guys have just had this huge exponential growth overnight, and did it yeah. feel
1: like that along
0: the way? Because even hearing you say Mother's Day doesn't sound that long ago. Um you know, last year, because I know mm-hmm. I to remember when Amanda's event was so that I don't know, I guess that was before or after
1: it was in November. So it was around the holiday time because it was okay. girls giving. It was girls giving. Oh, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. And then so,
0: that was- so then you had this in the middle of the pandemic. So, you know, mm-hmm. the beginning of the spring, um, I guess by then you had really gotten some traction going and your orders were going well. I mean, how were you getting um more business. I mean, were you public you know publicizing things on Instagram and just sharing your website on Facebook? Or how did you go about because I know the big thing that you had come up a couple months ago?
1: So yeah. I'd love to hear you tell that story, how all that came out. Okay, so before um the pandemic, we were doing well. I mean, like we had consistent sales and growth. We weren't doing like crazy out of the water, but we had a consistent um, amount of business going before the pandemic. And we were featured by Tabitha Brown, who is an absolute vegan queen influencer. And she's absolutely blown up bigger than life now. And she, I actually sent her some of our products in November. And so I'm a social media person. So, like, I kind of watch how things flow online and I watch what's popular and what's happening. And even though I don't absolutely subscribe to the influencer, you know, movement, because I feel like some of it is steeped in uh covetousness sometimes, like people who follow certain influencers want sure. their lives and they, they doesn't always pan out the same way that they see it. Right. So I'm really careful about who, you know, I follow. And I, I, I hate that word, but who I'm, you know, following on social media because I don't want it to become something else where I'm not happy with my own life. Sure. So, I saw of her. I loved her personality, her spirit, everything about her. And I knew we had a vegan product. And vegan simply being dairy-free meant that she can review this. Like, I can send this to her for free and cross my fingers and hope she gets it and actually reviews it. And she did. So I sent her the product in November. And I did not know her. I hadn't talked to her. She just had her P.O. box in her um, bio on Instagram. And I sent it to her. And I didn't hear anything back from her in November. Didn't hear anything back in December. Didn't hear anything back in January. And I didn't reach out. Like I didn't ask any questions or I didn't say I sent you. I was just like, God, whatever your timing is, let it be. And, you know, I kept doing business as usual. Well, I was actually on my way to uh, Miami for my birthday earlier this year on a girl's trip. And I was sitting in the airport, land, and my Phone notifications just started going crazy. (laughs) So I'm sitting in the airport and I'm like, what just happened? Like I'm on social media. I see like we have 400 new followers. I see we have all of these likes and comments and I go to Amazon and all of these orders in the website. And so I saw that we were tagged in a post by Tabitha Brown and I'm like, no way. (laughs) (laughs) So she had gotten our pancakes and She had reviewed them. Well, she had told everybody that she had received them first. So she said she had received them. And then she came back in the second video on that Friday, actually, after she had cooked them and her and her husband ate them like live. And so after that, all of her followers who are vegan and are always looking for good vegan options literally just blew us out of the water and sold out. We sold out in like two hours of her posting about us. And so it was literally, I'm sitting in the airport like, oh my goodness, I'm in Florida right now and I need to be at home packing these orders. (laughs) Oh
0: my gosh.
1: Because I didn't have staff. Like it has just been me and my husband this whole time. Right. So we we went from just him and I to like, like you said, it it, it definitely seems like an overnight thing because every step along the way, we had to step up to the plate and not get overwhelmed But really just show like what we're made of to accept what, again, what we've been praying for. So you have to do preparation because once um, opportunity shows up, you have to be prepared. Or if not, did you really believe in what you were praying and asking for? Exactly.
0: And we're, yeah. you can't be, you know, sometimes I think we pray for something. And then when it happens, we're like, oh, wow. I, I don't yes. want to be surprised by the fact that, you know, <laughs> that God answered and showed up. Yes. Like, oh,
1: wow, you did. Thank you. <laughs> yes. Yes. So it's like, did you not believe? So that was February. And then, you know, that it, it kept going after that. The pandemic, you know, officially became a lockdown situation in March. And so that's when we actually saw increase where we weren't doing like any advertising. Pe- people were finding us on Amazon and on Walmart.com from being a, a shelf-stable product. And so we started seeing growth in like different areas on the East Coast and the West Coast, New York and California, who were getting hit the hardest with having to lock down and stay in place. So right. before Texas had to do that, Hardcore New York and California were already doing it. So those people were ordering our products like by the bundle. Like I'm talking about six bundles, eight bundles of our pancake mix because they needed things, I guess, that they felt, you know, that they could eat at home and not right. have to put out in their stores who that were rich were probably ravished at that point with nothing on right. the shelves. So and,
0: and your bundles are like four, right? Three and four yes. packages a piece. So like when you say bundles, it's not just one package of, you know, that makes one batch of pancakes. You're talking about Correct. A, multiple. Yeah. Yeah. Okay.
1: Multiple packs of our, of our products. So they were able to get, you know, four, four packs of pancake mix, you know, three, you know, three packs. And if you have children, that's way more convenient than you possibly having to get them out to the store and looking for stuff. So yes. um, we noticed that spike you know, organically. And we were great. It's funny because, Lynn, I literally was thinking the other week about how now, how much, how many, how much ingredients we go through. We go through thousands of pounds of flour and, and, you know, other things a week. And I literally, up until March, no lie to you, up until March, I was still sourcing my ingredients from like Walmart and Um, Sam's Club. Like, I was just walking into there hoping that they would have ingredients that I would need. And when the big boom happened, I was just like, God, where am I going to find my ingredients? Because now everybody's buying this stuff. Because they want to stock up. And so I remember one day leaving our house and I prayed, you know, I said, God, everything, I said, I have everything that I need and things are always working out for me because I'm your child. Like, you just have to, make this, you know, take care of this for me because I had orders that I needed to fill, but I had very little ingredients to do it with. And this is a pandemic. So uh, at the time, like most grocery stores were putting limits on dry food goods. So you could get like unlimited flour or sugar or salt. Like you had to get two, you know, and I need a lot. So I left the house one day and I was going to Sam's Club because online they said they had, flower. And I was like, okay, great. I'm gonna go there, got there. They didn't have it. And so I tried another Sam's club. They didn't have it there either. And so I just went outside and sat in my truck. When I said, God, you know, whatever your will is, let it be done, but I'm getting ready to go home. And so I just started driving home and all of a sudden I just got this. It just hit me. Is I, you know, go to, um, a Mexican grocery store. And so I'm thinking to myself, what? Like, I've never been, you know, I'd never been to a Mexican grocery store before. Okay. And so I I did it. I went to a Mexican grocery store and I uh, walk in there. They had no limits on their flour and they had a full shelf just stocked of it. So... I would have not
0: even thought about that either because really, you know, all of these people you started immediately during the first couple of shelter places. places. Everybody's making sourdough and everybody's baking and stuff just because mainly, I mean, I was, I was home and I'm bored. I'm like, okay, my family's all here. The kids were coming over on the weekends. And, Mm -hmm. you know, we had more people at the house um, because my college kid was home and my middle daughter hadn't moved out. And so, yeah. I was like, I can't buy flour. I would have not thought. Now we go to, there's a store uh, near where we live that we go to La Michoacana all the time. Okay. But we go for like fajitas um, and they have great seasonings and stuff for um, if you're going to make fajitas at home or you can buy their, the stuff there. I would have not even thought about going and checking. So that's interesting. Yeah.
1: yeah. And I went in there and I literally came home with like 125 pounds of flour. And <laughs> I mean, more. but that's just God, right?
0: That's just how he yes. works. Because you would have, like you said, you'd never been in there. You would have not even thought about it. But you're no. like... Lob- okay, I'm going to a Mexican food market and I'll just, yes. just see what they have. That's hilarious. Yes. Hilarious.
1: And, and I, I'm just like, God, you are always looking out for me. Thank right? you. Right. So <laughs> that's that's just why my gratitude is so heavy because I'm like, I know there have been times where my my fear, you know, which they say the acronym for fear, false evidence appearing real. The, mm-hmm. the, the falsity, like which seemed like my reality in that moment was you don't have what you need to do what you need to do. So what are you going to do? Are you going to be, you know, are you going to be anxious about it? Or are you going to like actually let your faith activate and still move and let God order your steps as you do so? And so I didn't stay at home and, or once I left two Sam's clubs, that they didn't have it, say, okay, I'm going home. I'm done with this. Like, I'm just going to refund these people. That was never my attitude. I didn't call my husband. I didn't tell him. I didn't complain. I just started driving and it dropped in my sphere. Like you just go to, and I'm like, what? And I, I I, literally went and there was a surplus, an abundance for me to get what I needed. So,
0: um, And that was one of my questions because I think a lot of times when you're doing something that especially is growing into something bigger uh-huh. and you have those moments of doubt and you feel like the enemy's putting something that's a roadblock in your way, you have that choice. You know, you can either... Cave to the fear of, well, I can't do this. So I guess I can't do this. I'm gonna just yeah. crawl in a hole and never mind. Or you can say, Okay, but God can. I can't do this. But yes. you know, God's either gonna provide or show me a way. So yes. there's that there's that moment. And that's something that I know that I've through the years prayed over my kids with, is just that when they see those times come in front of them, because everybody does, mm-hmm. that you have something hard that comes up or some sort of roadblock. You have the choice of either embracing it, and I'm not saying I'm perfect. I'm probably really stink at it at times, um, but you have the choice <laughs> of saying, okay, Lord, you know, for me, this looks impossible, but we know your word says that with God, you know, oh, nothing's impossible, right? That's right. right. And That's so, right. It's, but it's still up to me whether or not I'm gonna to to choose whether or not to, you know, go towards the Lord and what I know His Word says, and if I've got it in my heart and I'm thinking about it and I'm praying and asking Him versus just going, well, that's the end of that, you know, I can't I can't <laughs> do that. So, what has it been like? So, I know you were doing this in your home, and you guys recently had, um, you know, the availability to get into a commercial kitchen, but what has that been like? With this, you know, huge Good Morning America, um, you know, episode and of this massive amount of orders that came in, trying to do this not only in the middle of a pandemic and at home yeah. um, with kids, at the exponential growth, like you said, literally overnight, in a matter of hours. Um, what? How do you balance that with with kids? Because I know work at uh, being a working mom and having, especially little kids, that. The balance can be hard to find, but what's that been like transitioning from doing it at home to the commercial kitchen?
1: Um, it's been a balance that has really caused me to have to realize that life has changed. Um, even when you want you so so bad, you want to say, "Oh no, I'm just the same Christian. I'm just the same." You know, I just have a business now. I, I've actually had to change my mindset and make adjustments so that our family continues to function with some with our new normalcy yeah. uh, in the midst of a pandemic. So it's, it is me making the call as a mother, as a stay-at-home mom with a husband that still works in corporate America to say, okay, we have a booming business going, but he, you know, it's a young business. And that means investing everything back into that young business to make sure it continues to grow and stri- and, and thrive and, you know, it scale. Uh, he has to keep that what he's doing so that we're good and we're solid and, and make the right choices. and then we have children who still require our love, our affection our attention they don't care about how many you know bags of pancake mixes being <laughs> sold they don't um, <laughs> they don't understand uh what's going on and what's being built for their future or even the current status of society It's something that you just have to make sure that they still feel like their world is normal right. Um, and, and keep it balanced. So for me, what what I've had to do uh, with making the transition to a commercial kitchen is get hours, like get real hours for production, a schedule where, thank God, I am able to call the shot and say, okay, this is how long I'm willing to be away from home during the day. You know, if that's from 8 a.m. to, you know, 2 or 3 p.m. All right. That's what I'm going to be doing. This is how long I'll be going for, gone for production runs and for office, you know, hours. Um And it's crazy because we we had to actually hire a nanny last month. Yeah. And I never thought that that would be my life. (laughs) Like, I'm just like, oh, my goodness. I had like a little bit of mom guilt in having to. Because I'm like Christian, like I've always felt like I would never be that person where someone else, you know, has my kids and I don't. Right, and, and I that's had a very
0: at, real. That's a very real big thing with moms. I mean, I mm-hmm. is is having guilt over whatever you know, whether I'm the mom that didn't buy you the t-shirt for class, or I'm the mom that yes. didn't come to that field trip, or I'm the mom that didn't, you know, I couldn't be a room mom or provide cupcakes or whatever, and yes. just. You know, the giving yourself grace over those things that, you know, I've had to remind myself through the years with my mom's help is just, you know, I was very blessed to stay home for a really Mm -hmm. long time. And um, but just some things that you just have to go, you know what, when they're older, they're not going to remember that one time that you couldn't do whatever, but they are going to remember you know, my mom worked really hard for me and my mom, I know that my mom loved me and my mom always kept me safe and making mm-hmm. sure that, you know, whatever it is that you and Courtney decide are the important things Absolutely, that you've pointed your kids to the Lord and you've pointed your kids toward, you know, whatever it is you decide, you know, uh, yeah. are important things. But yeah, mom guilt, mom guilt can be tough. I mean, it just, it is, it's a, it's a reality, but we have to keep it in check and keep it in perspective.
1: Absolutely. You you are so right about that and about how much kids, how much and how little kids forget. And what the, what really matters, you know, as they get older are the values you've instilled in them and how, mm-hmm. you know, you engage with them when you are present right Um, that matters right so I'm grateful for the things we've put in place because you know my husband still works from home you know with COVID and everything going on so he's still present in the home you know while I am doing production so they still have a parent around while they still have some structure too so like I can know they're being tended to and they have you know some kind of order and they have some values that are still being you know kept kept in line while mom's away for a little bit but she'll yeah. be back and you just keep that flow going in your household so that everybody has their place and knows that we're still a unit like this is our nucleus and this what we this is what we connect to to keep everything flowing and going um right and, and so you know, that's the blessing of like that Sorry. It, it's kind of like what you were
0: saying a minute ago. Like you, when you were growing up, you didn't realize that you were missing out on not going to IHOP or Denny's or whatever because it was yes. your normal, right? You, yes. Your normal was, well, my mom makes pancakes and they're amazing. So you don't know what you don't know almost. Yes. Um, and so you're, I feel like your kids are the same way. You know, I stayed home with Amanda until Amanda was a junior in high school. So I had a huge wow. amount of mom guilt for the other two because I have... um at. Amanda's 28 and I have a 20, almost 25 year old and one that'll be 21 soon. And Mm -hmm. so I remember thinking, oh, but I stayed home with her all those years. I wasn't able to do that with the other two once they hit middle school and high school, but I knew I had a goal of, I want my kids to go to college if that's what they want to do. And I, I need to be able to financially help with that. So, um, you know, I, everybody has it a little bit on different levels, but it, for them, it was fine and it was kind of their normal and and i think we as moms worry about it more more so than they do i think we Absolutely. just i we think we take that on ourselves so what would be something so if you were to encourage somebody that was you know a young mom with with kids had, they had an idea or something that they were wanting to start what would be a piece of advice that you would give like if you were to even give yourself advice of, you know, Christian going into business a year ago, you know, what maybe would be something that you would say is important to keep in mind?
1: Um, make sure that you definitely know exactly what you want out of what it is you're getting ready to to put, put your all into. Um, make sure that it's something you genuinely can see yourself doing with the most amount of fulfillment and joy and peace. Anything that steals your peace, steals your joy, makes you feel anxious or nervous or you're still disappointed in it even after you achieve certain things, um, be willing to reevaluate your decisions and not feel guilty about it if it's not something you genuinely want to do. But first and foremost, I knew that this was something I can do with a passion and with so much purpose and feel like it was nothing you know, taking nothing from me. Like I'm not tired when I finish working during the day for Vicky Cakes. I still have energy and I still feel good about what I did that day. So yeah. as a mother, as a woman, um, as a caregiver, we are nurturers, you know, and so nurture yourself enough internally and spiritually to be ready for whatever you're gonna, you know, put yourself into because a business is a baby. You know, yeah. Um, Yeah. And so if you're going to take it on, if you're going to have that baby and go through the birthing pains of it or whatever, make sure that you're smiling at that baby as it grows and you're not rolling your eyes. Right. (laughs) And that's good. Yeah. um, That's a good word picture. I like that. (laughs) So, yeah, that would be my advice. Just know what, you know, you want to go for and make sure it feels good for you and you're not unsettled about it, but you're really willing to go the the distance as it grows and as it uh, yields a return that hopefully will, will make you very proud to uh, have given your all for it.
0: I think that's one thing you hear from a lot of people, especially that own their own business, um, that when it's something that you're really passionate about and you love, it, it's not mm-hmm. work. I mean, it's, you want to do your best and obviously you're working hard, but that it's, yes. you love it. And it's different than going to something that you're just like, look, it's just a job, right? Yes. <laughs> um, so obviously, besides having this amazing recipe from your, that you got from your mother, what mm-hmm. was something else that you think you learned from your mom that has affected how you run your business or how you raise your kids?
1: Integrity, um doing and treating people right and fair at all times. Uh She was very big on not treating people the way that she had been treated in other situations. When she found sure. herself in positions of power, when she went from... My mother went from being the school cafeteria lady to being a principal. And it literally, like without a degree, like that's like seriously motivation and inspiration for me to see it. Sure. So, She literally went from serving students to still having to serve students as the principal. You're there for them. You're an advocate for children. You're an advocate for the ones who probably can't stand up to their teachers or have a voice. And so I feel the same way now when we have employees, but I call them team members. They're a part of our team. I want them to feel cared for and, you know, uh, respected when they're around me. I'm not, we, we, we're equal. We're humans. And so you just treat people with love and respect. And so that's definitely a value from her that I have now in business and right always wins out. She would always say that, you know, you don't have to worry about what you're doing if you know you're doing the right thing. And I'm grateful for that lesson.
0: Yeah, I know. My That's one thing my daughter was telling me about not long ago. We were having a conversation about something, and I was kind of second-guessing myself. And mm-hmm. I was like, I know I did the right thing, and I know that I had the right heart behind it. And she kept saying something that she's learned at, she works in a church and something that she's learned from a couple of her bosses. And she just says, mm-hmm. you know, well then be free. And I was like, yes. you know, I was like, what does that mean? And she <laughs> said, you know, just, just be free of it. If you know that you did the right thing and you had the right heart behind it, then don't worry about, um, don't let that weigh you down about what somebody else might perceive or whatever. Be free of it, knowing that you, You handled it the way God would want you to handle it. And that's really all that matters in the long run.
1: Yes.
0: What do you think is something that you hope your kids get out of watching their mom build this booming business that has just taken off? And, you know, they obviously seen you probably covered in flour and, (laughs) you know, all kinds of different ingredients at times, but they've seen it go even as young as they are, right? They've seen you work hard and hire other people and, go from working mm-hmm. in your home to now owning you know a, having a commercial kitchen and but what's something that you hope that they see from the process
1: anything is possible and and nothing no idea uh or no form of motivation or inspiration is too small to get started um i you don't have to always ask for permission to do things that you you genuinely believe in and sometimes we find ourselves well, are they going to like this? Are they going to accept that? Do you believe in it? You know, how do right. you feel after I, you know, got my mom's blessing to use the recipe to turn it into a business? I didn't go and seek any more approval after that. I, you know, I wasn't around here asking people, "Would you guys buy a pancake mix if I made it?" It didn't matter.
0: <laughs> you yeah. know, Did yeah, you're like I'm doing
1: it anyway. <laughs> yes, you know, um, because you you leave the door open at that point for doubt and for. Right. Um, people to not show you give you the response you're looking for which at that point kind of kills your your flame and right. so i just really hope my children see that wow mom and dad really have been go-getters like we like you said going from my kitchen to having a facility of our own where we can unlock the door and go in and out when we want to and that's solely the purpose of it for them you know for production of a product that's major and they'll get to walk through that and see it and and just this tangible. So they'll always have that reminder that it can be done, whatever it is, um, as long as you truly and genuinely believe in it. And you don't ask for approval. You just ask God for his grace to, you know, excel in it. Right.
0: I love that. I, I've. You know, like I said, I haven't known you very long and just followed your story and have loved everything that I've learned about you. And oh, thank I you. know that you even at times had to take your product off of Amazon. because You're like, ah, we're so busy. You know, we had to yes. take some off and go back. But <laughs> for these people who have never heard of you and haven't had your product yet, you're mm-hmm. back on Amazon. They can yes. follow you on Instagram. So where else? And I know for a while you were, you had um, orders directly through your website, but where else can people get Vicky Cakes and kind of, we haven't even talked about the flavors because they're all amazing, but, um, (laughs) but tell us about that real quick for where somebody can find that.
1: Okay. So we are sold on our website, VickyCakesOnline.com. We are sold on Walmart.com and we are sold on Amazon.com. So you look up Vicky Cakes, Pancake Mix, or just type in Vicky Cakes and we will pop right up.
0: Oh, I love it. I love it. Thank you
1: so, <laughs> so much for being on. you, Thank know, it's, you. To me,
0: um, it's just been cool, like I said, to watch and get to learn a little bit about before Vicky Cakes and during and then just kind of see what's happened since You know, you've had this idea that you're like, why not? Why not do this? But more importantly, to kind of watch and see the woman that you are that cares obviously deeply for your family and cherishes the, you know, the legacy that your mom set um, before you and that you want to continue that uh, with your kids, with the family that God's given you. So I just want to wish you all the best. And Thank you. all this pancake talk has reminded me that we are out, so I <laughs> need to order. It's funny because all of this online church um, has kind of gotten my husband and I in a routine of every Sunday, we make a batch of Vicky cakes or waffles or wow. whichever one and have breakfast together because he's not a big breakfast person, uh-huh. but we, we are on the weekends. And so he was so bummed yesterday <laughs> because... <laughs> we were out and I was like, okay, I guess we're having something else while we're watching church, but. <laughs> there for his, yeah. For his, so uh, now tradition. <laughs> I know I got, I got to get some more orders. So maybe they'll be back by the time we get back from vacation. But um
1: anyway, oh, right. well, well thank, thank you, you so, so much yeah, for having me on Lynn. I appreciate it. I'm so grateful. We did connect that day and You know, you just kept in contact and you've always been so supportive and sweet. And I just, I love it. It's great motivation. I love seeing familiar faces that just, you know, stay cheering us on and encouraging. So I appreciate you so much.
0: Well, you guys have been such a such a fun blessing to watch and so we just wish you best of luck and um just so guys if you haven't tried Vicky Cakes just check it out um just keep praying for Kristen and her family and um yes. just you guys have been a great influence and God's not done with what he wants to do in your life and in the life thank of you your kids so just bless you and your um venture and uh, thank you so much for being on today
1: all right thank you Lynn you have a good one thank Take you care. Thanks,
0: friends, for listening. And you'll hear from us soon with another episode of Drive Through Moms. Happy Wednesday. Hey, guys, thanks for listening. Man, God is so faithful in the good and the bad. And what an honor it is for me to get to chat with these women um, and these sweet souls. Uh, be sure and subscribe to us on iTunes. We would appreciate it if you leave a great review. If you don't want to leave a great review, just skip that part. You can check us out on our website at drivethrumoms.org for all of our stories and other resources. Until next week, happy Wednesday.